Hello, everybody, and welcome to Weeb Digress, the podcast that is a hot mess with a little anime twist. Today, we will be discussing Elfin Lead, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mike Duran Duran, who is hungry like a wolf. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Mike Medrano, and I really like Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a great game. Uh Mark's dead. Uh, yeah, dude, Elfin Lead, the literally the first anime that you recommended that I actually sat down and watched. And holy shit, dude. Oh my god, it is just as good as I remember it. Being. I don't know why Elden Ring made me giggle so much, dude. <laughs> uh, I think Mark's on the uh, he's he's had that special sauce tonight. We got that, that special sauce. No, I don't, I don't know why that was so funny. It's just. <laughs> I guess because everybody's talking about Elden Ring, and obviously it looks amazing. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, dude. But today, we're talking about Elfin Lead, started as a manga, written and illustrated by Lin Okamoto, who, this is probably his most famous work, I would say. Other notable works would be Brynhildr in the Darkness, which also got an anime adaptation that was not very good. It was... Rest in peace. It was just censored beyond all hell. And that was the exact like, opposite of what it should have been. The anime was censored? <clears throat> the anime was censored. Oh, okay. Beyond, like, it was just awful censor censorship. It, terrible. Uh, we don't get any censorship here in Elfin Leap, which is phenomenal. No. Which is great. Yeah, God, no. Uh, before we get into this, don't watch this on the bus. Don't. Uh, public transport is it's not friendly uh when watching it there so just take my word take my word for it. <laughs> please don't but Oops. uh to give a little overview for elf and lead it uh this is coming directly from its wikipedia page okay so it revolves around the interactions views emotions and differences between human beings and diclonii which is a mutant species uh that's similar to humans in build but distinguishable by two horns and vectors which are transparent uh telekinetically controlled arms that have the power to manipulate and cut objects within their reach and the series centers around lucy and kota and boy do they cut oh boy do they cut dude okay like <laughs> okay no, no no okay well once we get into the series i'll start gushing about it but yeah. so elfin lead was uh, adapted from the manga right so it's got its a uh, source that it takes from it's not a an original ip done by a studio but this is done by production arms corporation which is sadly out of business right now but uh no. yeah they filed for bankruptcy in 2020 actually no it's actually pretty recent that's crazy yeah it's because of the it's because of the you know the yeah before times they were good before before but michael do you know what arms production started with i actually do mark what did they start with michael but i want to see if you know <laughs> i want to see if you're a true fan so why don't you tell me since i already know yeah, oh, of course, of course. So, as we all know, because it's pretty common, Arms yeah. Corporation started with Henty Production. Yep. Yeah. That's that's right, dude. Including some of the most famous hentai, such as mm -hmm. Kite. 
Have you ever seen uh, Kite, yep. Michael? Yeah, dude. I love flying kites, dude. They're real fun. Um, There's a pretty heavily edited version of Kite that I remember they showed on Adult Swim that cuts out pretty much okay. all the all the 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 segs. Yeah. <laughs> the uh uh <laughs> we're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but other anime productions that they have uh animated. We got Queen's Blade, another well known etchy series. Mm-hmm. Ikitosen, another well-known etchy series. Wanna be the strongest in the world, which is the funniest shit. It's about uh pro wrestling, women's pro wrestling. But like okay. <laughs> the main character loses like 700 times in a row or something, and it's it's fucking hilarious. Um is that also an etchy? It is also an etchy. And then oh. they also did Brynhildr of the Darkness or in the Darkness, mm-hmm. but like I said, the anime adaptation of that was really not great. And uh, Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, which is probably what their most famous recent one. But uh, yeah, sadly, in 2020, they filed for bankruptcy. I think on August, yep, on August 4th. So rip them. Uh, they did good work. We will. Twenty-five years, dude. Yeah, they they did good work. We will we will remember them fondly. <laughs> oh man. Okay. But besides the anime production company, um, where did my director go? Okay, first and oh. foremost, I I lost the page. But um, this was screenwritten by Takao Yoshioka. Michael, do you know who that is? Because you should. Uh, yeah, dude. So a hundred and ten percent, I know who that is. He was the screenwriter for Your Lie in April. No. <laughs> oh my god, dude. He's done a lot of good stuff. Okay, so his first one was Happy Lesson. I've never seen Happy Lesson. Don't know what it is. I have a feeling it's not going to be happy based on, you know, the, these these other works that I've seen. Then he did Ikitosen, which is a super edgy show. Uh, and then his third screenwriting job was actually Elf in Lead. Okay. So he was, he was still a little baby, right? But he's done some insane stuff. He's done Working, which is really cool. Uh, high School DXD. You're lying, okay. April. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. So fucking good. Oh my god. Magical Girl Raising Project, which is like super edgy. It's crazy how edgy that okay. show is. My goodness. Uh, if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord, which started off pretty good, but then got really weird at the end. Um, more recently, he's done I'm Standing on a Million Lives, which actually just got a second season announced or something, if I'm not mistaken, or it's uh, coming soon. And then one of 2021's most beloved anime, Horimiya, which is very good if you like romance anime. Phenomenal one. Uh, I actually read the books before it, and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, he's, he's got a crazy, he's got a crazy resume. Like, that's insane. Going from Elfin Lead to Your Lion, he just loves making people cry. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, going from okay well i don't want to you know we'll, we'll talk about it but going from all that is elfin lead to one of the most depressing animes i've ever seen in your <laughs> lie in april Holy dude it's fun shit. what do you mean <laughs> no nah, dude that shit every fu- oh my god dude oh man but then we also have our director mr mamoru kanbe 
He is, he's best known for obviously Elfin Lead, but also Sora no Woto, which is actually one of my, I, I really like that show, or uh, Sound in the Sky, or Sound of the Sky, excuse me, if you're looking for the English one. But uh, he actually does some crazy stuff. So uh, uh, I've never heard, I'm looking at the list right now, there's only one other that I've heard of. So his other, I, I would say most famous ones would be Bakano. Um, really good, really, really good series. <clears throat> um, Sound of the Sky, which I really liked. I, I really, really like Sound of the Sky. Uh, Kimi Toboku, which I've actually never seen, but I always hear that it's pretty good. Um, Subetega F Ninaru, which I really liked. I think the ending to Subetega F Ninaru is actually really nice. I, I always listen to that song. It's really good. A Place Further Than the, the Universe, which I think won Anime of the Year in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. And then he also did The Promised Neverland. Great first season. It's too bad the second season never never came out. Never happened. Too bad that happened. And then he's set to direct the Ninjala um, anime in 2022, which is a game? Based off of a game? Right? Did you say uh, Cardcaptor? Did I say Card? No. Oh, well, I guess yeah, he did do Cardcaptor, huh? Cardcaptor, yeah. <laughs> That's the other one that I've heard of. <laughs> Good old card capture Sakura, you know. That that's an old school one. Yeah, dude. I love capturing cards with cherry blossoms, dude. <laughs> uh it's I, I remember John watching that when we were growing up. I don't think I I think I was too dumb to do it before I like I, don't know. <laughs> I was too I was, I too, was dumb. too dumb to watch this ad. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't like my brain couldn't comprehend it, I guess. Uh, damn, dude, then I can't wait for you to watch the anime that I'm going to recommend. Rick and Morty, dude. <laughs> okay. You have to have a high-level IQ to understand the anime. You gotta love Rick, Rick and, Morty. and Morty. Yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, the director and the screenwriter have gone on to do some crazy good stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the first season of Promised Neverland is so fucking good. The second season's fucking terrible. But the first season's <laughs> season so good. Exist. Second season doesn't exist. Um, first season's phenomenal. And, uh, let's get on to one of my favorite parts of the show, Michael. The music. Okay. Yes. So let's get a little information. The opening theme, Lilium, it was composed by Yukio Kondo. Its lyrics were arranged by Kayo Konishi, and they're a group called Mocha. So if you see any, anything by Mocha, they did Lilium, they did the opening to Elfin Lead. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the lyrics are taken from biblical passages in Psalms, the Epistle of James, and the Renaissance Hymn. I think that's super cool. Yeah. All the lyrics are, well, most of the lyrics are in, let's see if I can not fuck this thing, this word, ecclesia. Oh, I fucked it. <laughs> what is it? The ecclesiastical Latin, also called church Latin. Ecclesia. <laughs> Church Latin. Ecclesiastical. 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 <laughs> okay, ready? We're going to do one of these. How do you pronounce? <laughs> ready? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Vamp, vamp, vamp. Uh, okay, so it was arranged in the style of a Gregorian chant. And um, it's really cool. I really look, love the that it's all in Latin. It it just seems so it's so beautiful. It's it's a song that really sticks with me that I always find myself humming just like randomly or you know singing the words. <laughs> it's uh it's really nice. 
it, it made me when I was a kid. I was like, man, I want to learn Latin because that, that opening's fucking sick. But uh, so fucking sick. Latin's a you know it's a dead language. Oh wait a minute. Um. Also, it's ecclesiastical. Per- ecclesiastical. <laughs> That's that is like way simpler than we were making it out to be. Ecclesiastical Latin. Ecclesiastical Latin. There you go. And it's performed by Kumiko Noma. Um. And the ending theme. Did you watch the ending theme, Michael? Yeah, of course, bro. Of course, I did. Be your girl. It's a pop piece. And it was made to be in stark contrast of the actual yes. series, which yeah. is it really is in stark contrast of the actual series. Um, I uh, should we give them a little taste of what the opening thing theme goes like? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead and start start humming, start humming, and then I'll join you. I'll come in. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna laugh. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Okay, we're done. Man, yeah, we'll get that young DMCA. Um, and uh, the Lilium is actually shown throughout the the series. You know, it's got yeah, different yeah, it's versions of it, like Tenor's Music Box, Saint version. I think it's just a I beautiful would, song. I would consider it another character. Like oh, one hundred percent in and of itself. <clears throat> yeah, it plays a big part in the story. And it's I used to fun fact when I was in college, I used to listen to this OST while I was doing homework, like all the time. Like in your headphones or out loud? Uh, both. It depends. On I don't. I don't know that I ever remember this coming from your room. It might have been. Well, I don't know. I listened to it bo- both without headphones and with headphones. But um, this is more. You know, it's not blasting. It's yeah. not big bombastic music. It's not explosion. It's uh, it's really nice. I like the OST. I think the OST is amazing. I think the OST is phenomenal. I think it's one of the best OSTs in anime. I said I it. I think okay. I mean, fair game. You know, Cowboy Bebop's up there, but you know, listen whatever. to the track called Neji. I freaking love Your that one. Uh, rest think, in peace, Neji. I think that. I mean, you said it right. The opening, the the closing theme is meant to be a stark contrast to the opening theme. Yeah, and I think. Oh man, dude! Like that opening theme is so somber, mm-hmm. which I think obviously lends itself to a lot of the backstory for each of these characters, right? Right, because they all have some sort of baggage from when they were younger. Oh yeah, and then I do think that the the ending theme really highlights the end of this series right in terms of like where those characters started and where they ended up oh yeah yeah that's you actually know? a good yeah that's a good point they're not they're not sad boys at the end spoilers yeah, they're alert not, they're not sad, well no, sad i mean anymore. some of them <laughs> some yes. of them well you know <laughs> yeah you, you know it's it's a thing but uh let's get let's get into the series michael i'm excited so, um a chance encounter Actually, all the all the episodes' names are in German. 
Yes. Just like the the title of the of the series, which means uh, elf elf song. Yep, which means the elf line. <laughs> so I would try to say these in German, but that's not gonna happen. So you know. Uh, I mean, I can I can you know look up a pronunciation for it. You know, Go for it. Quick. Go Let's for see. it. The first one is like Begegnung. Begegnung. There you go. That's the first one. Nong. Begegnung. I actually really like how intense the series start. It like it just throws you in the deep end, you know? It's like when your family's yes. teaching you how to swim and they just throw you into the deep end of the pool. Yeah, um I almost died when that happened, so <laughs> Well, Michael, you know who did die when they were thrown who, into the deep end? Who, who died? The guards guarding our main character, Lucy. <clears throat> Can I just say, I could not stop fucking laughing. <laughs> what are you laughing? People are dying and you're laughing. No, well, here's... Okay, look it. I was... Listen, if this was the first time I had seen it and I saw, like, that's the opening, that's the introduction to the to the show... I would have been like, oh, what the fuck? Because that's how I was in college when I first saw this. But because I know how, like, bloody and gory, like, the show is. Oh, yeah. When it happened, I started laughing. <laughs> be, be, <laughs> and specifically, there was, one, there was one moment that I just absolutely lost it. It was when one of them was, ha like, they did a tactical role over something and it was the slowest tactical role i've ever seen <laughs> and i just fucking lost it dude and i i just i couldn't keep it together oh okay yeah. so more of the story michael laughs when people die gotcha yeah, i'm listen i'm unhinged all right we all knew this though <clears throat> but the series starts out with uh we see a girl trapped in who we see lucy trapped in like a big iron mechanism thing and it starts off with like showing like some guy got his arm ripped off and you're just like, oh shit, you know this is this this is about get this is about to get serious. So we see Lucy, you know, escape her bindings and just kill all the guards that are there to guard her. And we see somebody is like in a monitor room or whatever, and they're like they're they're monitoring her escaping and everything. So we can tell that it was probably you know they had something to do with Lucy escaping, and. Mm -hmm. It it starts off with literally just playing Lilium and Lucy just going on a rampage, killing so many of them. Just like people are getting, you know, twisted and then exploding. People are losing their heads. People are losing their limbs. She's throwing pens through people's heads. It's insane. Dude, that it's... part was so... That's... Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah, when she got her headshot. So headshot yeah, honcho. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, I also liked seeing uh, what's your name, Kisaragi, the yeah, the secretary to Chief Karama. Her only fucking purpose in the entire fucking show is just to she gets fucking wrecked just to die. She she's a she's a klutz, right? And she's always screwing up. She's like, oh, I'm I spill hot tea everywhere. Yeah, I'm always late. I throw shit. I don't know. She she does all this stuff. So then, like every you know, everybody's in a frenzy, all like trying to contain Lucy before she escapes and kills everybody. And Kisaragi's over here bringing tea to the chief, and then she just fucking eats it right in front of Lucy. 
And she's just like, oh, God, Chief, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I'll clean it right away. And she's like, oh, get out of there, Kisaragi. <laughs> and, you know, Kisaragi being dumb as hell, she's just like, what's going on? <laughs> and then she gets, yeah, her, she she loses her head. Dude, Lucy literally went, clean this up, and then just yanked her, just yoinked the head off. Dude. Yeah, she, she like, twist. it's crazy, because she, like, twisted yeah. it off. And it was like, oh, ugh. And then that's yeah, where she, isn't the shot. It's like a shot of her like from behind, right? Of uh, the secretary, right? And her head just like turns around to face the camera. Yeah, and then Dude, yoink. So good. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy. It's just right in your face. It's it's yeah. insane. And <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh, after when Karama's like fire killer, and then he, Lucy just lifts up her body and it t- tanks everything. Yeah, that's so fucked. Gee, you, it was fucking funny, dude. You know it. Don't even just because I've seen this show so yeah, many times. Dude, exactly. But yeah, she uh, Kisaragi got wrecked. She got destroyed. Um, you know, people die when they're killed. Do you know what? Um, this is actually a really interesting fact. Do you know what Kisaragi's original name was going to be? No, what was it? Swiss cheese. So thanks for joining us today, guys. That's going to be the end of the episode. It's, uh, th- thanks for hanging. It's pretty good. <laughs> you know that was fucking funny. You know that was fucking funny. <laughs> All right, so Lucy um kills everybody, but she leaves Chief Karama alive. She gives him a little pat on the back. You see the handprint. Uh, we see that, uh, you know, Lucy's using her vectors to kill everything. We don't know that they're called vectors yet. The audience is left in, like, holy shit, she's got arms. They're invisible. They destroy people. But as she is escaping, uh, she gets shot by a 50 cal bullet. Um, it doesn't kill her. But what it does do is it splits her personality. And later she's found by bland white bread Coda. Yeah. And worse girl Yuka. Yeah, you think Yuka's worse girl? I would say Yuka's worse girl. <clears throat> okay, it's fair. Um, they're cousins who are reunited after eight years. Um, they're gonna study at university together, and Coda is gonna be staying at Yuka's uh place. It's not her place. It's like her parents own that place, and Coda is gonna live there as like a caretaker or whatever. You're telling me they were cousins. And they haven't seen each other in eight years. Yep. In an, in an anime. Yep. So we, we already know where this is going. Alabama. Exactly. We already know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they're actually at the beach when they find Lucy, who's turned into new, which is like an infant personality of her. She can only say her name. She doesn't know how to speak. She doesn't know how to like, she doesn't know how to do anything. She's like a baby. Yeah. And um. You know, they get to know each other. They start living together in that house um, that Lucy's fa- or uh, that Yuka's family owns, and we get to learn a little bit of Koda's backstory, where his sister died eight years ago, and all he has is a seashell to remember her. And uh, seeing that he's sad because uh, he's remembering that Lucy's just like she breaks it, and then Koda's just like, "What the hell you did that for? That was a memento of my sister. Come on, bruh." So then she gets really sad. She runs away. And that's that's how the first episode ends. 
Yeah, I guess we should specify <clears throat> that uh, he says that, or I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's said or alluded to that his sister died of an illness. Yeah, he does say that she died right. of an illness, Year and Yuka's after, just like, yeah. You could give them the the bruh face. She's like, bruh, you okay? Yeah. So we can tell that that's not entirely true. But uh, we'll learn more about that later. Later, later. Um, Start the next episode. We get introduced to freaking Bondo. <laughs> fucking Bondo. Fucking what Bondo. a guy, dude. Dude, imagine being named after a fucking uh, product made for cars, dude. For fucking working on car bodies, dude. Bondo. <clears throat> yeah, okay, Bondo. Stupid ass name. Bondo takes so many L's in the series. As he should, honestly. He's just one giant L. It it like I don't I don't think he ever gets dude, a dub. Honestly, they should have just made him like American. I'm American. Like yeah, how, honestly. Like, fucking crazy he is and gun crazy and <clears throat> oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, let's make him American. Dude. I love killing innocents with guns. It's oh, fucking Bondo. God, it's literally Bondo. Yeah, it really is. So he's ruthless. He's, you know. He's basically sent to hunt down Lucy and kill her because they don't want, you know, Lucy to go on a killing rampage like she did in the facility. So he find her he finds New at the beach where she ran off to at, you know, after she had the fight with Coda. She she ran off there to find another seashell and Bondo finds New there, but she's still, you know, new. So she's innocent, she's not killing anybody, she doesn't know what's happening. She's just there. And Bondo, he's pretty like, come on, bro. What is this? You want me to kill this chick? So he like, he assault, he like hits her in the head. He freaking gun taps her. And she's just like, blip. And that reawakens Lucy, who absolutely destroys Bondo's partner. He like, Yo. she blows a hole in his pancita and she rips off his arm. Then he loses his head. It's crazy. He gets wrecked. So this is where we learn, you know, she's got two different personalities, one of you and one of Lucy. And after, you know, having head trauma, that's what seems to change it. Um, Coda was also at the beach because he did find you first, but he gets knocked out real quick by Bondo and he gets taken to the hospital. Actually useless, dude. Yeah, Coda's Coda's whatever. Um... Coda does get interrogated by some police officers about Lucy, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to say nothing. I don't know who you guys are. <laughs> so then him and Yuka, once he gets out of the hospital, go back to look for Lucy. And, you know, they, they go through all this song and dance, and after Lucy absolutely dunks on Bondo, like, she pokes out his eyes, she rips off his arms. Oh, dude. She, she just dunks on this kid. He She ends his, you know, NBA career. He gets yep. absolutely decked, dicked, decked, fucking idiot. I mean, you know, both. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Um, but before Lucy can finish off Bondo, she turns back into New. And does she turn back into New or does she just wreck him? And then she she turns back into New at some point. She turns back into, she turns back into New. Yeah, and then she goes back to the, the Coda's place. And then they forgive each other. They're like, ha ha, we. So... He's like, ha ha, I'm okay that you broke my fucking dead sister's, the last thing I have of my dead sister, ha ha. <laughs> Look at me, I'm Coda, I'm useless. I'm Coda. <laughs> Coda. Coda. <laughs> oh, man. So then, um, 
the agency that was holding Lucy, they pick up Bondo, you know, he's all wrecked and they fix him up and they're like, yeah, we'll help you out, but you got to be castrated. And they tell him oh, that, yeah, dude. yeah, they tell him that basically because he came into contact with Lucy, the only way she can recreate, you know, procreate is um, she infects males with she like changes their DNA or something so that the kids that they have turn into Diclonius. So yeah, they describe it as uh, infecting them with a virus. Exactly. So any children Bondo would have would be Diclonius. So they say they'll help him in exchange for cutting off his his huevos. Which is yikes. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Then we go to episode three, and we learn that Yuka's in love with Koda since ep- since they were kids. Since eight years ago. And she gets Was pissed really off. Was it surprising, though? No, it wasn't. She gets pissed off at New because Koda's, like, changing her clothes. Because New's, you know, basically a kid. A freaking baby. She yeah. can't do shit. So, you know, he's, like, taking care of her. And Yuka's like, you want to touch my boobs too, Koda? I don't know if that's later in the series, but she says that at some point. And she just, she's just super jealous of Mew, who's just out here, you know, she can't even pee correctly. Okay, listen, now, in, in, in her defense. Okay, let's hear it, let's hear it in her defense. She wa okay, he was, like, trying to change her because she was in wet clothes, Right. Right. And so he was even like, oh, fuck, dude, this is awkward. So he was like trying to do it with his eyes closed. And he walked in on them in a very compromising position. Mm-hmm. And he even was like, it's not what you look It's not what you think. It's not what you think. And then that's why she got mad. Now, if you walked in on me doing something like that, I'm sure you would think some nasty shit was going on, right? I'd be like, let's go, Michael. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. But then uh, in this episode, we're introduced to two other characters. Mayu, who's a 13-year-old girl with her dog, Wanta. They pretty much, they witness the events on the beach. So, and she's the one who actually helped out Bondo. She's the one who alerted people to where he was after he got wrecked. Yeah. Um, but we find out, you know, she's she's homeless. She has her dog, Wanta. And she returns the beach that Coda left on the beach when he got knocked out. Or she, she returns the umbrella. The she returns the umbrella that left Coda on left beach. on the beach. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, so then she returns that to Coda and she gets interrogated by him. And like, you know, what did he what did she see and everything? And then we also get introduced to Nana. Best best girl Nana, who's another Diclonius, codenamed codenamed number seven. Nana literally means seven. Come on, bruh. Uh, no, Nana means grandma. Get out of here, Michael. But uh, the important thing about Nana is that she calls Chief Karama Papa, mm-hmm. and that she was made to have like an emotional attachment to somebody. So that she's not out of control. So that they can have some sort of control over her. And also that she's just a really kind Diclonus. She's not one who likes to kill her or anything. Which is pretty weird for Diclonius. Because they're all... They all like to kill. Yeah. So that that's important. That's important for her. So in the next episode, uh, Nana says that she has... All Diclonius have telepathic powers. That they like... They can sense each other. You know, in, within a certain area. 
So she's sent to go find Lucy and, you know, where she is and everything. <clears throat> so at some point in this episode, Lucy gets, new gets hit in the head and she, and Lucy reawakens, right? So then she leaves the house and that's where Nana actually finds Lucy. And they have a little, you know, they start talking some shit when they meet each other. Nana's like, just come back quietly and I won't have to beat you up. She doesn't mean it because Nana's like the nicest person ever. Yeah. Nana is like the nicest person ever. She's like, hey, you Baka. I'm so sorry for calling you that. that yeah, that's literally you better Nana. Get your ass over here right now. Again, only if you want to. Totally up to you. <laughs> Nana's like the nicest person ever. It's crazy. Yeah. So then Lucy's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So then they start fighting, and Nana has longer. Uh, vectors than Lucy does so she has she has the reach she has got the reach advantage but you know she's not used to fighting and she doesn't have the fighting spirit in her so Mayu ends up running across Lucy and Nana fighting and she's just like wait a second I know her don't do that so she runs and then Nana's like she doesn't want to hurt Mayu you know she doesn't want Mayu to get hurt because Mayu's innocent and Lucy takes yeah. this chance to cut off her leg and cut off her fingers and that's when Mayu's just like oh yeah <laughs> I, in the English version because I watched the English version <clears throat> I like her freaking scream of no she's just like no and it's the funniest <laughs> shit <laughs> oh man it's I'm kind of upset I didn't watch it in English then you, you should watch it in, I've seen it in both and honestly okay. both um both voice tracks are not very good. Even the Japanese okay. voice. They're, they're, they're whatever. They're average. I would say they're average. They're not in, insanely yeah. good. They're not the worst I've ever heard. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, she like, she gets wrecked and then Lucy just like punts her into a tree or something. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, poor Nana. She gets her, she gets all of her limbs ripped off basically, you know, her, her arms and her legs. And but before she before Lucy can kill her, um, the organization shows up. Chief Karama and his staff and a bunch of soldiers soldiers show up. And while Lucy is distracted by them, Nana pokes her in her in her frontal lobe. I guess it's in it's yeah. in like the front of her head, which uh, weakens or damages her abilities to control her vectors. So Lucy, you know, she starts to panic here because she can't feel her vectors or anything. And she runs away, basically. After she gets freaking bitch slapped by Karama. I thought yeah, that part dude. was so funny. Yeah, dude. <laughs> She's all just like, yeah, I fucked up Nana. You scared? And then Karama just goes, <laughs> And she's just like, she's like aghast. She's like, there's no way that just happened. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny, but it was funny to me. So she, she, she leaves. She's gone. She's done. She's like, okay, I'm out of here. So, they find Mayu, who's, you know, punted into a tree, and she ends up in the hospital, and the only person she can call is Koda, because, you know, she's homeless, she was abandoned by her family, and that's where they discover, you know, that's where Yuka and Koda discover that Mayu's homeless, and they invite her to stay in the house, so now she's a resident of the house, for now. <clears throat> so then, the next episode is actually a lot of Mayu's past revealed. And it's it's one of the most fucked, I should say. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, 
if you're watching this for the first time, I think the series as a whole is pretty heavy. Oh yeah, definitely. This is definitely the heaviest. Mm -hmm. Well, there's yeah, a lot of heavy think, shit. Yeah, I think for me this is probably the heaviest. So Mayu leaves the house after spending the night. She doesn't want to be a burden on them. And we get to learn that her mother, Mayu's mother, remarried um, this dude. But uh, her stepfather <clears throat> uh, sexually molests and assaults Mayu. Mm -hmm. big so old, Big old pile of dog shit. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Mayu, after a while, you know, she was trying to... She wanted her mom to be happy, so she was trying to deal with it. But then after a while, she just she just can't. She just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. She can't do it. So she tells her mom and her mother, instead of, you know, like helping her daughter, she actually smacks Mayu and she's jealous that her husband's paying more attention to her than to Mayu's mother. You know, so obviously Mayu's mother's dog shit as well. Yep. So that's when Mayu runs away. She's just like, yo, I'm fucking out, dude. She she gets out of there. She she finds Wanta. She, you know, they have themselves a good time. She and then and then it shows uh some other stuff, you know, her running away. I think this is where she also no no no, that's that's in a bit, just kidding. Um but uh Koda and Yuka find Mayu again. I think they find her on the beach, right? It might have been on the beach. Uh, but they convince Maya to come live with them. Yes, 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 it is. And then we get a huge time skip where they go to Mayu's mother to basically take custody of Mayu and they get full custody of her because uh, Mayu's mother is just like, fuck that kid. You know, she's a piece of shit. So she just gives up Mayu and gives Koda guardianship of Mayu, which is actually insane. You know, that's Koda's literally a stranger to her. And Mayu's mother is just like, peace, you know? Uh, that that's that's crazy to me. Literally the best thing that she could have done. That's that's literally yeah, the it's... only moment that she was a mother. Exactly. She she gave her up, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, then you know, like I said, it was this was a pretty long time skip. Um, they get guardianship of Mayu. They enroll her in school, so she's going to school now. They have like their own routines and everything, and everything seems to be going good. And uh, Koda and Yuka finally decide to, you know, go to their university classes. And they end up taking you with them, which I think is not a good idea. A terrible idea. Yeah. But she's like an infant, you know. They can't leave her by herself. So that's why they decide to take her. And um, their professor ends up being Professor Kakuzawa, which is the son of Chief Kurama's boss. And basically the dude who's funding and doing all the research into the Diclonius. So he discovers new and he's like, uh, that, that's my brother's daughter. And Coda is just like, oh shit, no way. I peace. And he just leaves. He's just like, Coda is actually so fucking useless. Oh yeah. Coda's fucking dumb as hell, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> but then, um, okay. So it goes to Coda, sulky and him and Yuka. They're, they're sulking or whatever. And then we see that Kakuzawa is arts. Partly Diclonius, he's got the Diclonius horns, and he intends to breed with Lucy to to end the reign of like people basically. And um, she was new for the majority of the time, but for some, uh, I don't remember what he does. But uh, Lucy reawakens in him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like tied up new, 
and he was like basically going over his plan and then lucy comes out and he's like lucy we can be the progenitors of the new world you know and he starts doing his evil guy monologue going off everything he's like i'm part diclonius too we're gonna make a new we're gonna kill all the humans and then lucy's just like bro you suck so then she decapitates him which i thought was hilarious which was another moment i just started laughing dude yeah because he's all like doing his his fucking face dude. he's doing his big thing and then lucy just (laughs) she's like you done lost your mind kakuzawa and now you lost your head. <laughs> um, but this shows, you know, Lucy has regained control of her vectors after what Nana did to her, you know, poked her mm-hmm. frontal lobe or whatever the fuck Nana does. So then Lucy escapes. My favorite part of this was um Yuka and Koda are like eating, right? Oh no, wait, wait. This might be in the next episode. No, 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 this isn't this episode. They're all eating with Mayu, and Mayu's like, Koda, where's New? And Koda's like, she's not here anymore. And then Yuka basically tells uh, Mayu, like, the story that they were told by the professor, and Mayu's like, is that actually true, though? And Koda is just like, oh! <laughs> you know, Mayu actually had, you know, an actual, you know, human IQ moment. Yeah, it's like, is that actually <laughs> true? Or is that, he's like, you know? Maybe that is shit. Maybe you're yeah. right, dog. <clears throat> so then, at the end, you know, Coda decides to go back to see if he can save Mew. So then, the next episode, we actually go back to Bondo, who's done with his rehabilitation. They've, you know, given him a, uh, whatchamacallit, an automated R, not automated, but like a, what would you say? He's a cyborg. Yeah, he's basically a cyborg. He's got a metal arm and shit. He can yeah, do all that stuff. Like- it's a top, like state of the art prosthesis, mm-hmm. and the doctor's just like, "Okay, take these pills to so we can cut off your balls," and he's just like, "Yeah, no, no." So he just punches the doctor. I don't know what the doctor was thinking. Dude, the doctor literally is like, "Yeah, your arm is now like fifty times stronger than a normal human," and Bondo's like, "Is it really?" Yeah, dude. And then Bondo just fucking backhands him <laughs> i don't know I what this know guy was thinking more useless the doctor or coda like why wouldn't you just keep him under like when you're doing all the other stuff just take off his his, his nuts bro what yeah, are you doing fucking, you know you gotta love my nuts <laughs> also why did they have to castrate him couldn't they have just given him a vasectomy that's true too that's true vasectomies aren't 100 though that mm, that's true that's true um, so yeah, Bondo gets out. Bondo gets out of there. He's just or like, just make him join the priesthood, dude. Celibacy. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too bad it's not Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so he escapes before being castrated. That's fine. Whatever. He's like, I'm gonna take revenge on Lucy, you know, because he took the massive L. So yeah. then Professor Kakuzawa is his decapitated body is found by his assistant and Koda, who's just like, I think the professor's full of shit. And the, and the assistant is like, yeah, he's full of shit. You got tricked. And Koda's just like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so they find him and he's like, uh, you know, they see the professor's dead. And Koda yeets himself out of there. And use nowhere to be found and whatever. And we go we go to Mayu and she sees Bondo. And, re- and remember that Mayu's the one who basically, I don't want to say rescue Bondo, but she's the one who called, you know, like the medical people to help rescue Bondo. 
And she's like, wait, you're okay. You're fine. Oh, I guess she did place a tourniquet on his arm, huh? Yeah, she did. Dude, look at look at Mayu. Mayu's the smartest character. Holy shit. Tourniquets. And she's only 13, dude. Well, she turned she does turn 14 in the show. And she's only 14. Dude. Well, she's 13 at the time, right? Yeah. Um Damn, dude. She's the smartest person in the show, apparently, because she can do tourniquets. She's like, Are you sure that wasn't just bullshit, Coda? And Coda's like, maybe. <laughs> you know? And um Mondo's like, I don't like being in debt to people here. And he gives her his phone number. He's like, you need somebody killed, I'll kill him. Just You just got to tell me if you see a woman with horns. And Mayu's just like, oh, you mean you. You know, and this is where he just like, this, then he just backhands her. Dude, Mayu just she gets li- backhanded. She literally went from the smartest character in the show to just being like, oh, yeah, the girl that I live with, with horns? <laughs> with the pink hair, right? And yeah. horns? <laughs> yeah, she gets wrecked. And then she's just yeah. like, Yo, somebody's bullying me, and she holds up his number, which I thought was pretty funny. And he's yeah, like, dude, damn that's... it. So then he just leaves her alone because, you know, he's just like, all right, fine. Fucking 4D chess over here. Dude. Exactly. So then Lucy and, uh, not Lucy, Yuka and Koda, they're searching for Lucy, right? Because she's, she's escaped, Professor. And this, it starts raining, and then they're, like, trapped under a shrine. And they start making out. Yuka's still worst girl. Yes. God is not any better. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, I just man. man, you could just is she just I don't know, man. She just gets jealous at the most dumb things. And it's like yeah, that's her whole character. That's what it feels like. I guess she's like kind yeah. of the t- caretaker. Yeah, I don't I don't I think listen, I I think if you had completely removed her from the show like there you wouldn't have missed much. She does you know play I mean? a bigger part in the manga. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's Which, a thing. I, I kind of. It was a weekly Shonen Jump manga, wasn't it? Yeah, it went from 2002 to 2005. And 107 I chapters. It, I don't think it got a US <laughs> release or an English release until 2019, right? I think it's released by Dark Horse now. Or they Is own it, the thing. Okay. I think I think Dark Horse owns the, the, the manga rights or something. I'll have to look into it. I kind of kind of want to read it. It's pre- it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, they 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 do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where was I? They start making out and everything. They you know they develop feelings for each other, and it's finally out in the open. You know, obviously they were macking and everything, and while they're about to go home, they find Lucy, and they're like. Lucy recalls memories of her childhood where she saw Koda and Yuka as they were children. And you're like, oh, shit, things are happening. And then at the end of the episode, we see what happened to Nana. Um, After she got, you know, all of her limbs torn off and everything. Um, Chief Karama was actually supposed to kill her, but he really liked Nana. Nana's, you know, Nana's a good girl. So he gives her artificial limbs and a bunch of money. And she's like, he's like, get out of here, Nana. Just, you know, live your life. Be happy. And that's when Nana comes across, you know, she's like, she's shipped off basically like some capsule thing with new limbs and all the money and whatever. And when she wakes up, she comes across Bondo, who sees her horns. And Bondo's like, you're friends with her. You know, you're you're both horn friends. Whoa, bro. Did you? (laughs) 
Did you just assume that because of my horns? What right, the that's fuck? literally what happens. So then Bondo's just like, this is where we find out that, you know, she can control her limbs. Nana can control her limbs, you know, detach them and everything with her vectors. Yeah. So she like blindsides Bondo and she's like, why would I be friends with Lucy? She did this to me. And, you know, that's when they have like kind of a kinship because they both lost limbs to Lucy. Yeah. So he, Nana tells Bondo that she can sense her and that she's not anywhere around or anything. And she's like, well, we should team up. And Mono's like, nah, I like hanging out by myself. You just cramp my style, kid. Dude, Bondo's an actual idiot. Bondo takes so many L's in this like, series, he, dude. Like, bruh, you have a way of tracking her down and you're just like, nah, I'm gonna do it by myself. But we do see the new weapons that Bondo has. He's got a heavy tungsten bullet that uh, can't be deflected by vectors. And we see that, you know, Nana, yeah. she points that out. She's like, wait, it was so heavy. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't reflect it. And um, we see Nana trying to be a good girl in that fight. She keeps saying, Papa told me to be a good girl. So I, I, I'm not supposed to fight, but you're making it really hard, Bondo. She's so freaking, what a sweet cinnamon bun is Nana. Listen, in that moment, I went full, uh, I know this is bullshit, not because it's an anime, but because I don't think he'd be able to hold that fucking gun up if it was tungsten. How heavy is tungsten? It's incredibly heavy. It yeah. One of the densest metals, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And like, even though he has an arm that is super strong, his shoulder would have literally fucking Just exploded. Yeah, dude. The more you know, tungsten, baby. So, um, they find out that Nana's still alive. Um, Akuzawa, the head of everything, you know, Chief Karama's boss. So they find out and they call in Professor Kakuzawa, the person who kidnapped Mew. They call in his assistant. And um a four inch cube of tungsten weighs forty-one pounds. Forty-one pounds? For a four inch cube. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. I guess that's yeah. how big a bullet would be. And it also is $3,500. 40 pounds. Holy yeah. shit. For four inches. Jesus. Like, a, like, a four, like four by four. Yeah. I wonder how much is in a... Well, I, I don't know the logistics of it, but... Yeah, Jesus, dude, imagine that's crazy. being an American and not knowing the logistics of bullets. I know, fucking, I'm a failure to yeah, my country. Jesus. Um. Okay, so then we see Nana, you know, trying to do things, but she doesn't know what money is. She doesn't know how to read or write or anything. So we see her struggling and whatever. Dude, poor Nana. So to keep yeah, warm, dude. she actually burns some of the money. She's like, yeah, this paper oh sucks. It can't this burn for is... shit. Dude, but before that, though, she she saw a, a crepe vendor. Yeah. And she really wanted one. And he was like, well, it's 500 yen. And then she was like, well, I don't have any money. And then she sees these two girls go up and pay with a 500 yen coin. Yen, like, coin. She and just has the like, paper money. Well, I have this this useless fucking paper. What am I gonna <laughs> do? Write a fucking essay? <laughs> yeah, so she burns it, and uh, while taking Wanta for a walk, Mayu actually comes across Nana, 
and you know they they bond over what happened you know nana losing her limbs and everything so mayu feels bad for her obviously you know and she has a shit ton of money so they take her back to koda's house and when nana sees new she just she like smacks a bitch she's like get the fuck out of here new and just that's actually how it ends that 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 episode so yeah dude nana should have been a fucking lineman dude because that tackle was insane sure okay she tackles she tackles her dude linemen don't really tackle i would say well whatever dude you know well i guess O linemen don't, but I D linemen do. Football, Americano, rugby, yeah, yay sports, yay sports. So then Nana's blow actually knocks out Lucy, or new, excuse me, which awakens Lucy. And uh, Nana's pretty naive to everything around her, and she just keeps telling everybody that that's not new, that's Lucy, and she's evil and everything, and she's not who she says she is and all that stuff. And um, then we go back to Professor Kakuzawa and Chief Karama. And he's just like, I don't want a vaccine for the virus. I want the actual virus to rebuild a new mankind. I don't want the vaccine. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Heard that, heard that one before. So then he tells Karama to go take number 35. To go kill Nana and Lucy. Or to kill Nana and then retrieve Lucy. Um, yeah, and 35 is... Well, we'll learn more about number 35, but she's, she's something. Yeah. So, we see Lucy recovering from the hit by Nana because, you know, her... I would assume, like, she's having... Her personalities are fighting each other. That's why she's, like, she has a fever. She's, like, super weak. She's getting wrecked. And everything. And we feel... We we get to see some of Lucy's past. Of how she grew up in an orphanage. And she was shunned by a lot of the caretakers and the other kids. Because she had horns. So that's where she be, you know started hating people. Because everybody treated her like garbage. And uh, while she was out one day. She actually made friends with a little doggo. A little, a little tiny doggo, you know? And... Um, this is where the... Yeah. This is where you're just like, oh, fuck. So she can't feed the doggo with just the food that she's getting. So she tells this girl who is nice to her about the dog. And she's like, just promise don't tell the bullies about this because they'll, you know, bad shit will happen. So the girl, you know, she's she's a bitch. She she told the bullies about the dog. So they they actually, you know, start torturing the dog in front of Lucy. Literal serial killers. Literal dude. serial killers. And then they kill the dog. Yeah, like, you know, they say that if you, like, if if a child kills animals, that's an early indication that they could be a serial killer. Yeah. These dudes literally beat a dog to death and fucking laughed about it. Exactly. And uh, I had no fucking sympathy for what came next. Neither did I. Um, this is where Lucy awakens her vectors and absolutely just annihilates all of them. This actually has one of my favorite so shots in the show. Because yeah. you see um, a lily, a lily flower. It's, it's a lily, right? It's pure white, and it gets covered in blood, and it just... It, the the destruction of innocence. One of the coolest shots in the show. I fucking love it. I think it's amazing. Yep. But uh, yeah, they deserved it. Uh, good job, Lucy. 
Yep. Taking the trash out. Feels good, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Fucking. Dude, like, talk, no. They don't, just... don't talk shit, you know? Yeah. It's fucking bad. So after after the dog was killed, you know, Lucy just she she runs away from the from the orphanage, and this is where she befriends Coda, who she where she first met the dog, she goes and buries the dog, and um, that's where she meets Coda, who has a music block box which is playing Lilium. You know the the opening of the of the show. It's freaking beautiful and great. So then they become friends, and. Mostly because Lucy's like, she's he's just gonna make fun of my horns, and Coda's like, whoa, those horns are so fucking yeah. sick, bro. And she's uh. just like, what? And she's like, yeah, that's the coolest thing ever. Wow. So then she's like, wait a second, this guy likes me. So then they become friends, and Coda's like, yo, let's go to the zoo. And this has one of the most precious moments ever, because Lucy's just like, zoos are dumb. I'm not gonna like it, because you know she's she hates humans, because you know she's just been treated like garbage her entire life. So they go to the zoo and like she sees an elephant. I freaking love her reaction. Wow, <laughs> look at this guy. He's so big. How did he get so big? And then the elephant's just like, <laughs> she's like, whoa. <laughs> I freaking love the reaction because you can tell like the elephant's just like, whoa, this little chick's really into it. You know, and he does this little thing. It's great. But uh, yeah, she they, they have an insane time at the zoo and then. You know, she starts hanging out with Coda. They become friends. They do all this stuff. And she really starts to like hanging out with Coda. So she tells Coda. She actually, at one point, tells Coda to kill her because she doesn't want to kill humans anymore. And then yeah. she's, Coda's like, what? Because, you know, Coda's, Coda's dumb as hell. So then she's just like, never mind. And then um, she's like, or Coda's like, I'm going to have to leave soon. So, yeah but I'm going to go hang out with my cousin at this festival. And he's, just, and Lucy, you know, is just like, is your cousin a boy? And Coda's dumb as hell. He could just say, no, it's a girl, but he decides to lie to her. And she's like, yeah, it's totally a boy. It's. Oh God. my God, dude. Coda. Okay. Coda may actually be the most useless character in the seven episodes that we've done of the show. <laughs> yeah coda Actually. is dumb as heck dude mm -hmm. dumb as heck um so naturally lucy goes to the festival because she wants to see coda with her cousin one last time or with his cousin excuse me and she's like wait a second that's not a dude that's a girl you know so then She's standing there, obviously in shock. You know, Coda, the person that she trusted, you know, the person that was, like, leading her back on the way of good, lied to her, right? For literally no reason. And this dude runs into her and, like, knocks her down. He's like, stupid kid, get out of the way. You know, he does that drunk dude, whatever. So then she's just like, well, I'm going to kill everybody. So she kills everybody. Kills a bunch yeah. of people at the festival. And it's, uh, it's pretty yikes. And that's the end of that. It's just her killing a bunch of people at that festival. That's the end of that episode. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that, though. Uh, then we see Chief Karama's past and how he actually got involved in all these, you know, Diclonius stuff. Turns out he is college friends with Professor Kakuzawa, who got, you know, decapitated by Lucy. Um, and he invited Karama to work with him. 
So Karama's like, you know, intrigued by the thought after a little cajoling by Kakuzawa goes into it. And he's just like, whoa, Diclonius are sick. Wow, that's awesome. Like how? Whoa, Diclonius are so cool. <laughs> and it cuts to them doing uh, awful experiments to, I think, number three. I don't think they ever say her name, but she's test subject three, like Nana's test subject seven. She's test subject three. So they're like shooting like cannonballs at her, you know, having her stop with the vectors and whatever. And it's pretty awful. It's pretty terrible. You know, it's like, holy shit. But uh, she ends up escaping. And this is where we learn about how Diclonius procreate because she ends up going to Karama, one of the scientists, and then another of the scientists, and she pokes them in their in their frontal head with her with her vector before she gets her head blown off by Kakuzawa. And then a little while later, both the uh, Karama and his scientist friend, they have daughters who are born Diclonius, Karama's daughter being Mariko. So Karama is sent to dispatch all of these kids, all of these Diclonius kids that are being born. And, you know, he's killing a bunch of these kids, but when it comes to his baby, he actually ends up not being able to kill her. And it's pretty traumatic for him. You know, he's obviously he's killing kids, which is yikes. Holy shit. And um, when he's going to go kill his his daughter, his wife actually tries to stop it and everything and has complications because they have to remove her uterus because there was like uh, cervical cancer, if I'm not mistaken, found in her. So they had to remove her, her uterus. So, you know, she she tries to get Mariko away from Kurama and ends up rupturing everything inside of her. So she has a lot of internal bleeding and she ends up dying. So as her dying wish, Kurama decides to do everything in his power to let Mariko live. And it's revealed that Lucy is the original Diclonius and the queen who infected other humans with her vectors to begin this outbreak. Um, and then we bo and then we go back to present time, where Lucy and Nana are both part of Coda's household, living together, and the facility decides to send number thirty-five after them. Oh man! And number thirty-five is revealed to be Mariko. So Karama's daughter. She's one of the most monstrous Diclonius. She has 26 vectors instead of the usual four. And her range is 11 meters. I don't know what that is in, you know, American she, units because I'm dumb as hell. incredibly young, right? Yeah, she's eight. I want to say she's eight. Maybe I'm full of shit, though. <clears throat> 11 meters is a little over 36 feet. Yeah, so her range is huge, you know, compared to Lucy, who has four vectors and a range of two meters. So, understaffed... She's only six and a half feet. Yeah. Uh, she's released under... Actually, it's kind of sad, because, you know, there's a... they, they tried to do the same thing with Nana. They had a scientist connect with Mariko as, like, her mother. And the, the scientist is all confident. She's like, oh, it's like I'm meeting my long-lost daughter, you know, and everything. Yeah. And then when she goes to hug Mariko, Mariko's like, you're not actually my mom. And she like blows up her rib cage or something, right? Yeah, dude. It like it's explodes awful. her in half. 
she gets wrecked. So then they decide to, you know, because she is extremely dangerous, having those 26 vectors at 11 meters, they're just like, well, we put bombs inside of your body, and they end up blowing off one of her arms to like, dude, that's, that's fucking awful, dude. They blow off her freaking arm. You know, and they're like, yeah, you got to work with us or you're, or you're going to explode. So then they set her up. She's good to go. And they're like, you got to kill Nana and retrieve Lucy. So then Nana actually senses Mariko's presence and her desire to kill. And she's like, oh, fuck, we're in trouble. You know, Nana is like is visibly shaken that, you know, Mariko's there to kill her because Mariko is such a basically a monster, right? So Nana, not wanting anybody to suffer because of her, she goes to meet Mariko on the bridge and, like, to do her battle and everything. And, oh, man. It's it's, it's pretty sad. So she, she gets kind of wrecked. It shows, like, a little snippet of them fighting, but Nana just gets pretty wrecked. Because she doesn't know how long her vectors are. They, she outranges Nana. Yeah. And Nana just gets absolutely destroyed. Poor Nana. Feels bad, man. And then we finally learn Coda's past of why he, like, doesn't remember anything and his biggest connection with Lucy. So after everybody died at the festival, Coda's father and his sister, um, his father, I don't think they ever say his father's name, but his sister's name is Kanai. Um, They're going back home because they don't, obviously they want to get wrecked. So on the train back to their house, Lucy's also there. And, you know, she wants Coda to pay because he lied to her. So she kills Kanai right in front of Coda. She just rips her in half. And like, holy fuck. Uh, dude, her it's dumbass father sorry. is just like, yeah. oh, Coda, why are you screaming okay. over here? And then he's like, dude. his head explodes too. That entire sequence is so sad because like, you know... First of all, like his little sister's traumatized because mm -hmm. she literally saw people fucking explode. And then they're on the train and he's telling her like, or, you know, she's telling him like, yeah, this creature with horns murdered all these people. And he's like, you're so fucking stupid. Stop saying that. No, but it's true. I saw it. If you don't fucking tell the truth right now, I'm never going to forgive you. I'm always going to hate you. And then Lucy is like in the car over and is like, did somebody say murderer? <laughs> so then he, after the after this fucking idiot said that to his little sister, she still tried to protect him. Yeah. And she fucking like pushes Lucy down and like turns to her brother and goes, you have to run. She's going to kill you. And then he fucking smacks her. Yeah, he just freaking backhands her. He backhands her and is like, you're such a fucking liar. And then she gets ripped in half, dude. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, Koda's not the brightest, as we've established. He's not well, the brightest at all. he takes after his fucking father because his father's not even six feet away reading the fucking newspaper. And doesn't hear any of this commotion. I know. He's like one of those dudes, one of those parents that just ignores the kids pretty much. Yeah, dude. He's just he's just like, go ask your mother. Even though their mother's dead. Feels bad, yeah, man. Dude. But yeah, he dies. Everybody dies right in front of Coda. And you know, Coda finally remembers that. He finally remembers everything and is just yeah. like, uh oh. 
So then um, we see it, it cuts to Chief Karama who goes to Bondo and is like, you've got to kill, um, you've got to kill Lucy, right? Uh, he just, he, he doesn't want Mariko to have like any contact with Lucy. He, he's, I guess he's trying to protect Mariko in his own way. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he, he enlists Bondo who takes another L. Bondo gets fucking shit on every, every single time. <laughs> I don't know why anybody counts on him. But uh, Mariko's out here, you know, just wrecking Nana and doing everything. Koda comes to Nana and is like, don't worry, Nana, I'll protect you. So then they have, like, a fight or whatever. And during the fight, Nana actually deactivates Mariko's vectors like she did with Lucy. And she gets blown off the bridge and she gets wrecked. Yeah. And um, after all that, then Lucy comes. And you're just like, oh shit! And she's in Lucy. She's she starts in U form, but when they're about to kill her and Coda, she turns into Lucy form. Yeah, it's um, yeah, Lucy's basically like a defense mechanism for her. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Mm-hmm. So then, Lucy goes on a rampage. You know, protecting Coda, killing all the soldiers that the facility sent along with Mariko, who's out of commission right now. Lucy just wrecks everybody and she tells Coda to meet her um, at the stone steps. Yeah, stone steps, yeah. Oh, man. And then Bondo is tracking Lucy during all this as uh, Lucy is going to going to the stone is in, you know, en route to the stone steps. Um, yeah, and then he takes another massive L and gets absolutely shit on by her. <laughs> Like I don't know what this is. He just he just gets shit on by her. Like it's yeah, not even dude. close. Yeah, you know it's it's pretty bad. He gets shit on. So then we come to the very end, the last episode, and Mariko. We see that she has regained her ability to use her vectors. She's um she's pretty pissed off. So she wants to go kill Lucy. She's she's really mad. So then they go meet. At like some, I don't know what it is. It's like a, I don't, I wouldn't say like a dock or a pier. It's like, I don't know. There's, there's wood everywhere. There's play. Yeah. It's, it's some location. They, they meet there and her and Lucy fight and she basically knocks out Lucy and destroys one of Lucy's horns. And then we see, yes. yeah. Which is, so I wanted to ask you about that. Okay. Do they they don't ever really allude to the purpose of the horns, right? Right. Other than it's just an indicator that they're that mutated, yeah. basically, mutated right. from humans. But when Lucy loses her horn, she like first of all, it bleeds and she like straight up passes out. Yeah. So it's not so much a bony projection, right? I mean, it would hurt. That's like losing part of a bone, I guess, right? Yeah, but do your bones... I don't know, dude. Do they bleed? I don't know. Do, I don't you, know bleed? Either. do you bleed? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Either way, she gets uh, yeah, wrecked. I don't know. Yeah. She gets wrecked, but before Mariko can, you know, like, finish her off, um, Karama comes with Nana, who he rescued, you know, after she fell off the bridge. And Mariko, she knows that a man named Karama is her father. 
And when the other scientist that is there with Mariko is just like, what is Chief Karama doing here? You know, obviously stating his name. And Mariko's like, yeah. wait a second, you're my dad? And he's like, yep, that's me. Yeah. So then here, here's where Nana makes an oopsie. Because obviously Mariko's not very stable. And she knows that Karama's her actual dad. So then Nana decides to call Karama Papa, you know, like she usually does. And she's like, we got to get out of here. This shit's dangerous. And Mariko's like, the fuck this chick just say? <laughs> the hell did she just say? How come, you know, because Mariko was locked up her entire life. And yeah. now some random chick is calling her dad Papa. So she gets pissed off and she's like, well, I'm going to kill Nana in front of you, you know, and everything. So then Karama's just like, you know, that's it, Mariko. He, he goes up to her, you know, he tells her that he's always loved her and he's always thought about her every second of his life. And like, they're going to be together forever now, basically, you know, everything that Mariko wants to hear. So then he like walks off with her and he tells Nana to go live a happy life. And Nana's all beaten, you know, Nana get the shit yeah. beaten out of her, poor Nana. And Nana's like, wait a second, you're just leaving? But then he just leaves. <laughs> so him and Mariko leave and he tells the scientist before he leaves to do it. Yeah, you know, he just says, do it. Yeah. You know. So after they get a good distance away, the scientist activates the bomb inside of Mariko. So her and Karama die together, which doesn't happen in the manga. Um, oh, really? Yeah, this is one of the biggest yeah. changes. Well, and then I know even the, the scientist had a moment where he kind of hesitated. Right. And I, does, does he say it out loud or does he say it to Nana where he says like, like, please forgive me for this. And then he activates the bomb. I think he just says it out loud. Yeah. But Nana, you know, Nana's right there when he blows yeah. up. And then he's going to kill Nana. And this is where Lucy decides to not be knocked out anymore. And he, Lucy just wrecks, wrecks this dude, kills him dead. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, go back home to Coda, live a happy life, do what I couldn't do. She says that, you know, it's like, do what I'm unable to do. So then she leaves. Nana's like okay, or whatever. I don't think Nana says anything. She's she, you know, yeah. Nana's pretty heartbroken. You know, the the first person who was nice to her, who she loved, is dead. Yeah. So it cuts to Lucy meeting back with Coda, and Coda says he remembers everything. And Lucy, you know, they they have a really heartfelt moment, and Lucy's gonna go take care of all the people you know that were chasing after her, and he's just like. I can't let you go, Lucy. Even though you killed my sister and dad in front of me, I still yeah. love you. So then, you know, they have a moment. They kiss. They embrace and everything. And Lucy. Well, he. Okay. Well, okay. To be fair. He does tell her, like, I can never forgive you for what you did to my father and my sister. Mm -hmm. But. Me being with you means that you won't hurt anybody. So I want to be with you. Okay. You I know? guess that's fair. Like he he recognizes, you know, you know. So you know, he had a little bit of sense there. It took him took him long enough, but it was there. Uh, okay, I can accept that. That's fine. Okay, all right. So then you know they they hold each other, they do everything, and then Lucy goes off to fight the security team and everything. Mm -hmm. So then it like cuts away, and it shows her other horn getting broken, and there's just. We don't know what happened. Everybody's just... It just goes off. 
And sometime later, I don't think it necessarily states how long later, it shows everybody at Coda's house. Um, you know, they have Nana there as well. So Nana, Wanta, Mayu, Yuka, and Koda. They're all eating and everything. Um, or they're not eating. They're just hanging out. Um, yeah. Koda's listening to the Lilium on the music box. And um, Wanta's bark borking at people. He's like, yo, some bitch is at the door. Family, come help. So then <laughs> as Koda's going out, you know, um, there's a there's a grandfather clock in here that's been broken the entire series that new not Lucy new has been trying to fix the entire series. Yeah. So then it finally starts up again. Yeah. You know, after being broken the entire series, and you just see an outline on the other side of the door leading into the house, and that's where the the series ends. Yeah. And it's nice. So uh, since we're talking about the end of the series, I wanted to. I don't know if you saw this that the last three episodes there was. Um... I guess the original ideas were mm. shared. So I wanted to read this real quick. This is on the uh, Elf and Lead fandom wiki. Okay. So for episode 13, Yuka wakes up and learns all about what is going on. Koda apologizes and thanks Yuka for being so considerate towards him while he was suffering from amnesia. Koda finds himself in a complicated state of mind when he learns that Lucy helped Yuka. Yuka says that Lucy must have wanted to remain in her new persona. Koda feels that he wants to talk to Lucy once more. Chief uh, Kakuzawa Kak gets a report from uh, Arakara that Lucy emerged and helped Yuka. Uh, Nana and Bondo are going to fight a decisive battle. Let me see here. Okay. Uh, Kurama appears uh, talking Mariko down and assuring her of at last of his love. Kurama holds Mariko as he, as her embedded bombs explode. At last, standing together as parent and child, fantasies of life that could have been playing out before it happens. Coda holds a mortally wounded Lucy in his arms. Lucy, uh, quote, the only thing I could do is killing people. So many people have been killed because of me. I have no intention to live any longer. I wanted to die as it was, but I haven't said it to you yet. So I came back here. Actually, I escaped in order to tell you, tell this to Coda. I'm so sorry. Lucy apologizes from the bottom of her heart saying, I want it to be new forever. Lucy breaks her horns off and jumps off the cliff. Falling, she hum hums the song Elfin Lead, uh, which at one point was the titular song uh, that would have been part of the anime. Right. Uh, a scene of Koda screaming as she falls. A few days later at Maple Inn, Yuka is caring for Koda, who is still bandaged up. Nana and Mayu are preparing a family meal together. Nana says she could get miso at a bargain price at the shop or another. Um, Koda opens the music box. Yuka confesses her feelings for him. Koda nods, indicating perhaps he has known this all along. Around this time, Chief Kaku Kak Uzawa <laughs> is about to launch the missile containing the diffusion mechanism for the Diclonius virus. A tattered but alive Kurama appears in front of the chief and kills him. The missile is launched but quickly falls down and the institution is blown up with it. As in the broadcast version, the episode closes at Maple Inn. Wanta is barking. The silhouette of a female guest is seen at the outer entrance. In this version, she actually opens the gate, though it remains unclear whether she is new or Lucy or someone else. The grandfather clock starts working. In either case, uh, let me see, time has elapsed between Lucy's apparent death and her possible return 
stated directly or indirectly. Wow. So that's, that's, I guess the original idea for that. That would have been something. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah. How is Karama going to survive a point blank bomb? Also, these are just bullet points. So there's like definitely things that are like said, you know, like the Coda holds a mortally wounded Lucy, but it doesn't actually say in this, like how. She right. Right. Be. So. Dude, maybe at the last second, Karama was like, nope. And like throws Mariko. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so bad. Yeah, dude. I don't know. But yeah, that was, I guess the original idea. I'm glad that they changed it because I like this one better. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely leaves it, I think, more open to interpretation. Yeah, that is that is something. But uh, yeah, that 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 that's Elfin Lead. Yeah, dude. Uh, great show. Fun fact: the first Blu-ray of any show I bought. I have it right here. Sorry. Yeah, uh, first. Uh, 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 can't show all of it. But there you go. First anime that Mark recommended to me that I actually sat down and watched. Because Mark man. would do this thing where he'd be like, Michael, sit your ass down. He would show me an episode, like the first episode of something, and then would be like, okay, now you're on your own, kid. You're on your and own, kid. this was the first one where I was like, I'm going to keep watching this. Let's go, baby. But, uh, dude, oh, my God. I got so excited in la the end of last episode when he told me we were watching this. Oh yeah, because this really is one of my favorite anime. Yeah, um, I think it's just such a as gory and as like, uh, like you know, deep as as the the anime is. I really do see it as like an anime, uh, like overarching theme wise. It's it's really a story of forgiveness in my eyes. Yeah. Right, because like you have Lucy who is abused as a child. Oh yeah, right? she gets She's wrecked. Bullied. Then that really influences the way that she sees humans and like why she kills humans, and like ultimately she has to forgive herself for like what she did and realize that it was wrong, you know. And I think in the same vein, even though Coda does say. I'm never going to forgive you for killing my sister and my, my, my father. He does to a certain extent. And I think that's what I think because of that forgiveness and that empathy that he shows her, that's why Lucy is able to like, you know, eventually forgive herself. Right. You know, and even like you look at like Karamo, uh, Karama, sorry. I, you kept saying that. And I was thinking of Karamo from queer eye on Netflix. <laughs> um, so i just kept envisioning him um but even like you know he killed so many kids and then his kid was a diclonius you know and then at the end he had to like forgive the circumstances forgive himself and be a father to her even if it was for a moment yeah it's just such a beautifully written story and uh i fucking love it yeah. dude i fucking so love it michael Fucking uh, 10 out of 10 for me, man. 10 out of 10. Let's go, baby. Yeah, Double dude, 10 I out just, of 10. Let's go. I, just, I love it so much, dude. <laughs> yeah, I freaking, like I said, don't I, I watch it show. on the bus. <laughs> don't watch it on the bus. Um, there are, a lot of TV. There are some you know, problems with the show. Um, the, most being the voice cast. It's yeah. 
below average in english and i would say i would also actually say below average in japanese so you know pick your poison maybe we'll get a redub of it at some yeah. point i doubt well, it know, but to, to that point i would also say the animation it's not the best it definitely came and, out in 2004 yeah you can definitely tell with the colors like and everything the, um yeah like i said at the beginning of the episode there's a moment where like a soldier tactical rolls and it's done over like three frames and it looks really out of place yeah there's some uh, the, I yeah. still think it, it holds up, especially when you have some of. God, there's some really awful looking anime nowadays, dude. Um, the Fruit of Evolution. If you guys have seen that, Jesus fuck, that has some of the worst animation. You know, X Arm. Oh my goodness, this is. I'd say. I'd say it still holds up, honestly. Like there are some points where you're just like, ah! but mostly I think it's it's pretty good. Also, the bangs in this show, the bangs. <laughs> I remember when I um when I showed this to Patrick, I was like, when I was telling him about it, I was like, yeah, other than that, this show is also Detroit Bang City. And he was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, they got insane bangs in this show. I thought that was funny. Holy was, shit. Yeah, dude. that's what I remember telling Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah th this show and well I think I think that, you know, to the credit of like the writing. I'm able to overlook those things like, the, you know, I didn't I didn't think the voice cast was like terrible. I also didn't think it was great. I was kind of indifferent about it. Yeah. But I think like the animation was what really stuck out to me. But I think that's just like that's how powerful the fucking writing is, dude. It's like I was able to overlook that. And there's no it's censorship. So, I love it. Yeah, dude. Which well, is there's great. a lot of titty. So a lot of titty. Don't, don't, you know, I don't know. And people if explode. Gonna, if you're going to watch it in like your living room, maybe tell your family, listen, there's a lot of titty, but it's not what you think. Cause there's also a lot of blood. It's a lot of titty. Just, just leave it at that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely something. It's crazy. It goes hard, but we love it when it goes hard. Yep. Man, but that's, that's our first double 10 out of 10, Michael. Yeah, dude, it is. Even uh, though I rate like almost everything ten out of ten, because yeah, I'm fucking that do, guy. Bro. I try to, I try to, you know, be a little more realistic about things. But everything, you're just like fucking ten, ten out, out of ten. ten. Let's go, baby. And then fucking Gare Zero. I'm just ten like, out yeah. of ten. But uh, go watch. I, you know lead. what? I would. Okay, well, personally, this is probably my favorite one that you showed me. But I'm also very biased because, like, I had already seen this and I already loved it so much. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think it's worth the watch. It's available on Hulu, Amazon Prime um, Video. Yeah. So subbed version is on Hulu and or does get the Amazon have both versions? Yeah, Amazon has both versions. Okay. Or get the Blu-ray. Get the Blu-ray right here. Look at how pretty this is. I was actually looking at prices for this. this is like $200 now. Oh, did it go up that much? From what I, uh, well, some people were doing $200. I don't think oh, okay. you could probably just get, this is the complete version. So it has the OVA and everything. You can just get the oh, main series okay. and everything. Yeah, was that that takes place between episode what ten and eleven? Right. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. But yeah, dude. So uh, you know, you you've uh, you've you've definitely recommended some bangers. Oh, I real quick, I totally forgot to say this when we were talking about the opening. But like, <laughs> the opening of this anime, 
you know, I usually describe these openings as like, oh, that's such a fucking banger. Okay, the opening to the uh, to Elfin Lead, not a banger at all. It's fucking iconic. It is. Is what it is. It's iconic, just like Tank. Okay. It really is, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. It's it's one of the most beautiful opening. You know, people still do you know um, arrangements of this opening to this day and everything. It's it's insane. It's uh, it's beautiful. If you if you take anything away from this, go watch the opening. And just listen to Lilium. It, I think yeah. that's gonna, you know, live. Th- this came out in two thousand four or something, you know, and it's still fully alive God, in twenty twenty one. Holy, that's fuck, crazy. Dude. We're old. We're old <laughs> as fuck, bro. I Jesus. was ten when this came out. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. This was this was insane. All right, Mark. I I have to know what are we what are we gonna be watching next week. So for next Weeb Digress episode, we will be watching Violet Evergarden, which is on Netflix. Okay. And I've actually never seen this one either. So really, really. Oh, okay. So this we went from one that we both seen to one that okay. neither of us have seen. I'll take it. I've heard of it. So. I've also heard of it. Uh, <laughs> I've only okay. I've seen the first episode. I haven't seen anything else. Fucking lied. I fucking right. lied. I'm I'm very excited. But uh, we're just going to watch the series. We're not going to watch any of the movies. If you want to, you okay. know, watch along with us, just watch the series on Netflix. Uh, I think it's available worldwide. Don't quote me on that. But uh, uh, let me, you know what, dude? Why don't you, why don't you do the, the little, you know, the, the housekeeping here and I can look up if it's uh, available worldwide. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to follow the podcast on any social media where we at we digress pod on literally everything. So like, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, what other social medias are there? TikTok. Um, you know, you can check us out on any of your podcast preferred pod- podcast platforms so like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor.fm slash We Digress Pod. You can that's we like digress almost. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever, Anchor, whatever. Anchor.com slash weeb digress. Anchor.fm slash weeb digress. And that's like our main hub. So like you can go to everything from that one. Or you can buy some sick ass merch of us. And we, we do have new weeb digress merch. Uh, so you can find that at weedigresspodcast.com. Uh, if you are a visual looker uh, dude, <laughs> they're in the top left of my stream. Uh, if you are uh, an audience member currently, they're in the top left of my stream. Yeah, or if you're listening to the audio, to the to the audio, dude, that was a uh, fucking words are hard. Uh, we digress podcast.com. They should be the uh, featured items on the shop, so they'll be the first thing that you see. Uh, I'm doing Violet Evergarden series 2018, right? Right. Not Violet Evergarden special. Right. Okay, it is available in just about everywhere on Netflix. There you go. Let's get it. Yep, because I think Netflix owns the global rights to it. I think it's right. considered a Netflix original. It so. is, yeah. Yeah, it's there. Um, I don't know how we're going to do oh, the next couple oh. weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out because it is, it is a holidays. Happy holidays to everyone for whatever you yep. celebrate. But uh, thanks for joining us today. I, you know, this is one of my favorite shows. I'm glad that we covered it. Uh, I always look for a good excuse to watch it again. 
Uh, I do like Flexi in my complete edition Blu-ray. I'll show it again, but without, you know, that part. <laughs> hey, um, you want to shoot the, do this next episode on the 30th of December? When's the 30th? That's on a Thursday. Yeah, sure, why not? Well, because I don't know, I have to see. Friday. I think, yeah, I think that'll be good, but I'll, I'll Yeah, you because, know. so like normally we do this on Friday, but public transportation hates me, so we couldn't do this yesterday. So we're recording it on the, on a Saturday now. Next Friday is Christmas Eve. Right. You and I celebrate. And then because it's Christmas Eve, the following Friday is New Year's Eve. Yeah. So yeah, we can shoot for Thursday the thirtieth. Yeah, I think that's that that's probably what's gonna end up happening. Okay. But uh thanks for joining us today for Elfin Lead on Weeb Digress. Uh we had a very good time. Thank you so much. And uh we will see you next time for Violet Evergarden. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. Woo! Woo. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good one. Bye. Woo. Love you.